This podcast is sponsored by Blackbaud. With more than 35 years experience, Blackbaud is committed to helping Catholic schools achieve their goals and mission by leveraging digital solutions to create an efficient, connected school. From our financial aid solutions to our student information system, Blackbaud Education Management Solutions allows Catholic school leaders to deliver excellent experiences for school faculty and staff and the families they serve. Visit blackbaud.com to discover all the ways Blackbaud Solutions can help Catholic schools further their mission. Welcome to the NCEA podcast. I'm your host today, Colleen McCoy-Sika, and I'm the Director of Professional Learning for NCEA. Today's guest is Mary Damaris. Mary is an inclusion specialist with 10 years of classroom experience, and she's had the opportunity to work with a multitude of teachers and supporting students with disabilities in their classes. She has spoken on the topics of inclusion, student engagement, and peer mentoring at various conferences, including the Council for Exceptional Children and the Greeley Center Mustard Seed Conference. Through the National Catholic Board on Full Inclusion, she co-hosted Mondays with Mary, a weekly webinar series to support teachers with digital tools and student engagement. Mary is also the founder of Catholic Inclusion Services. Thank you for joining me today, Mary, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Colleen. I'm really excited to be here today. Thanks so much. Absolutely. And Mary, you know, I I have followed you. um, I'm sure I've been at conferences with you throughout the years, and I've always seen your name, you know, when you have presented at different things. And, um, you know, I see you on social media. And then finally, we got to um, hang out and talk a little bit when we were at a uh, at a conference together a few weeks ago. And so I'm so glad that that happened. And, um, you know, the story that, that you told that day when we were at the conference has kind of become the topic of today's podcast. So I, I'm so I'm so glad to be able to talk to you in this context and share your story with more people. Yes, absolutely. It's so great when, you know, you, you hear on talk, you hear, the, hear about people and talk talk about people or not talk about people, I guess, talk to people, you know, on Twitter and you see them at conferences and you hear the names and you recognize them. And it's so great when you get to a conference. And I know in California, there were definitely a few people that I thought about that or, um, and I had that experience with, and it was like awesome to like bring it all together. It was really great. So I'm glad we had a chance to connect there too. Yeah. And our, our little inclusion world in, in Catholic education, it's kind of a small world. So even though, you know, we're on, we're on opposite sides of the country, you and I run in the same circles with the same people. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So, um, why don't you share a little bit of background about yourself? I know you attended Catholic school and you were influenced by your own experiences there. So what was significant about your Catholic school experience growing up? Yeah, so my Catholic high school experience particularly was very formative in that it was inclusive. So um, my high school had an options program that served um, students who had intellectual disabilities. And now I was 14 making this decision going to high school. That was not really on my radar of why I was going to attend one high school over the other. Um, Like ask me if I was 14, if that was going to have any impact absolutely not but it's the one thing that ended up actually having the biggest impact on my high school career and not really on my high school career but really my life um so i ended up being a peer mentor starting my sophomore year um peer mentoring for students who had intellectual disabilities 
and um, from there saw the value that ca inclusive Catholic education can provide. And it was through those peer mentoring experiences that I knew I was like, okay, I definitely want to work in some capacity with people with intellectual disabilities, went on to be a camp counselor for uh, people with intellectual disabilities, and then got my master's in special ed, and here I am, here I am today. So it, I don't think those doors would have opened to me or I wouldn't have um, maybe, ha I wouldn't have had those experiences had I not gone to the high school that I did um, to then make those decisions to be the camp counselor, to pursue my master's, to get into special ed um, as a teacher myself. Did other, so other Catholic high schools that might have been an option for you at that time, um, do they have programs now for students with intellectual disabilities or is it still only the one that you attended? All of them do, all of them do. So I was, I was very fortunate in my diocese, all of the high schools have um, programs for students with intellectual disabilities. So all the choices that were on the table for me now are all inclusive. And that happened, um, how quickly, like how many, how many years did it take for other schools to get on board with having that type of program? I'm just curious. You know, I'm actually not sure all of the other schools. I know by 2015, all four were inclusive. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so as I mentioned earlier, when we met in California and we were, we were sitting at a table, um, just, you know, share uh, doing just kind of an informal share out in a, in a discussion group. And you had shared a really great story and the way that you titled it was, you know, the ripple effect, which is the title of this part of the podcast. And so would you please explain, um, what that is? It's the root of our conversation today. What is the ripple effect? Sure. So it's really kind of what I just kind of talked about, like with my lived experience, right? So we have these experiences um, in our Catholic schools that are the students that we serve, all the students that we serve, then take what they learned and experienced through their Catholic education and take it into their own little part of their world, whatever that, that looks like. For me, that was going into a career in special ed, but we are not just educating future teachers, which hopefully, you know, we are, but also the future doctors, architects, law enforcement, lawmakers, hopefully some priests, religious. So with the idea of the ripple effect, it's that we're educating those doctors, for example, and a doctor has a patient and that patient, she realizes, might need a little bit more time to articulate, you know, their symptoms or their concerns. And the doctor who had had an inclusive experience all through her Catholic education, kind of reflects back on that and realizes this person might just need more time to get it out and might not rush them through that. And I think the same thing, maybe for like an architect or a designer thinking through, okay, I remember like a student in my, in my class, you know, it was always, they were always late for lunch because they had to go to the other side of the building to get to the elevator, to go back to the other side of the building. It wasn't super accessible. So let's maybe go beyond ADA, right? And let's see how we can make the high school that I'm designing or this living space that I'm designing more accessible for people who use wheelchairs. Um, so I think it just, it really opens um, the opportunity for understanding of people with disabilities and what they are capable of. And in that case, we are also like to that point rather, um, like we are educating like the doctors, you know, the lawyers, but we're also educating the future employers. And, you know, that really links there too. They can see 
the value and the capabilities of people with disabilities and hire them and provide a living wage for them. So it's not subpar um, wages that they are getting. They can earn a living wage and they can, their employers see, oh, I went to high school with somebody who had a disability. I would definitely, do I have a job for them? Like, yes, like I can hire them and provide that living wage for them. And it really just makes a much more inclusive society. You know, we're teaching that compassion, that empathy, and the genuine friendships too, not to be lost in anybody, the genuine friendships that come with being inclusive and learning alongside people who have different learning profiles. So I know we say it's this ripple effect and we kind of came up with that. And I love that. I love calling it the ripple effect, but I also really think that there's going to be like a change in the tide too, coming down the line. I think really right now, like it's this ripple effect, but it's going to be a change in the tide soon, more and more schools becoming more inclusive. We can hope so. Right. And, and I, I mean, I do see that happening. Um, I, at least now there's more conversation around inclusive Catholic education than there was, you know, five years ago, yeah. definitely 10 years ago. I mean, your, I, I love that that was your high school experience to uh, be in a program where, or to be in a school that fully included because mm-hmm. my, my experience is quite different than that. And, you know, I just remember being, um, you know, a student in Catholic school where the kids that really struggled, and I, I, you know, I just remember some of the classmates that I went to school with, even in like preschool and kindergarten, and by the time we got to first and second grade, and we knew the kids that were really struggling academically with reading and things like that, that they were no longer part of my class. They, Mm -hmm. they went away. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, big, big difference now. And, you know, so a couple of things that you said that, that stood out to me there, the, that concept of, you know, universal design, um, you know, I, I do a lot of, um, professional development on universal design for learning. You're really talking about the root of universal design for, um, for architecture and understanding mm-hmm. accessibility for, you know, for all people to be able to navigate spaces. And I, I love that. And that's where universal design for learning comes from. But you also gave an example of, you know, people who are in different professions and the exposure that you have to people of, people who are different than you and understanding people who are different from you. If we go back to the um, the pastoral letter from 1978 from the USCCB on persons with disabilities, um, it, what it says is that prejudice comes from the perception of difference. Mm-hmm. And so once we perceive mm-hmm. that people are different than we are, there's this automatic prejudice. And so the more time we spend with people who are different, from us, the more we can overcome our propensity for prejudice, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so you're talking about doctors, lawyers, and you know, business mm-hmm. people, employers, and you know, I always think about this example that, um, you know, that I ha- had with my my son, who you know happened to be in seventh grade at the time when we were watching a news story about, um, you know, a 19 year old young man who had been. Um, he had been you know pushed down in the park by police officers and he was in the park stimming so he was you know Mm -hmm. he appeared to be acting kind of erratically and the police someone called the police because he was acting strangely and they came and they handcuffed him and they pushed him down on the ground and my son who was watching the news with me you know watched this whole thing playing out and he said mom my son who happens to be on the autism spectrum he goes mom 
this is why people need to have classmates who are on the autism spectrum so that mm -hmm. they understand so that they don't think we're you know weirdos or you know that whatever the case may be but there's you know there's so many examples of that mary so thank you for those yeah absolutely and i think i do think you know law enforcement it's always good to know and then doctors you know just that wait time and everything it it just spans all across it really really does so yeah 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 it does so the impact of inclusion on um, on your life, the you know we can connect the dots very clearly of you know decisions that you made when you were uh, 14 years old. Who knew that that's what was going to impact your life, right? So um, yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Do you have do you have any closing thoughts before we wrap up our conversation that um, you want to share? Just like real quickly, I think there's a lot of fear for um, schools that may not be inclusive right now and they mm -hmm. obviously the desires there. Um, I think those are very legitimate. They may not understand or be fearful that, oh my gosh, how am I gonna do this? I may fail the child. But I think if your heart's in the right place and you find the resources and reach out to people, people are very willing and want to help. Schools that have done it want to help other schools. People who have done it, who've been down this road, like we want to help. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't think my school can do it, but I want to like, call me, call you, Colleen, like we <laughs> call us, like we, there are people out there who want to help. So I think, and want to help Catholic schools become more inclusive. Um, so I think it, it's just so important. And I'm, I think we're in good company here, just so passionate about it. Right, absolutely. And those success stories that are out there, yeah, I, I wish we could broadcast more of those. There really are some wonderful success stories. And I do, and I think you're right. I think that there's some trepidation around it sometimes that, you know, oh, I just, I don't think we're going to be successful. So let's just not, let's, let's just not try. But the, the success stories have, have happened. So we know that it, that it can be a real thing. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I know that you, in your, in your intro, I had read about your connection with the National Catholic Board on Full Inclusion. And mm -hmm. I, I, I use resources off of their website all the time. And there are some, um, there's some great information on that website about the drawbacks of not including. So, mm -hmm. you know, the, the harmful effects of segregation. segregation and so, yeah. you know, the, the more people know, right? The more people know. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's that NBC, like the rainbow, right? The more, you know, that, <laughs> that has the star. <laughs> that's so funny. I know exactly what you're talking about. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mary, for sharing your story and for um, taking time to be on the NCEA podcast. Um, and thank you, of course, to our listeners from all of us at the NCEA podcast. Have a great day. Thanks so much, Colleen.